Hello, and welcome to the Hallelujah Podcast. I'm your host, Grace, and I'm beyond excited to have you here today. At Hallelujah, my mission is to provide a space where you can grow in your faith, be encouraged, and gain an understanding of God's word. Today, we are in our second episode of the All About Christian Dating series, and we're welcoming on another very special guest. Today, we have Selena on the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Selena. Thank you so much for having me, Grace. I'm so happy to be here. My pleasure. So excited to talk about the the topic that we're getting into today. But just to give you a little bit of an intro into who Selena is, she is a Puerto Rican girl or city girl from the Midwest and a mother of three beautiful children and a Christian wife for nine or 10 years, I think it's been at this point. She's a a Christian relationship author, blogger, YouTuber, and she will have so much to share about the topic of Christian dating essentials and what to do when we're looking to do it God's way. So super excited to to get into this topic today. I'd love for you to start off with just a bit of an introduction into you, who you are, your ministry. Yes. So I have been um, a Christian relationship coach for about 10 years. My relationship with my husband and the business actually took off at the same exact time. Um, I got laid off from my nonprofit job when I was in my uh, late 20s, the same week that I got engaged. And Mm -hmm. so yeah, it's been a journey that has just kind of been paralleling each other um, from since the very beginning. And the reason why I decided to just put all of my passion into this is because um, growing up, I, I my education, my background, everything was from a health perspective. And I've always had a passion to serve women in women's health. Mm-hmm. But when I actually began my own business and I tried to pursue a health coaching route and uh, just trying to piece what my education and the credentials and all the years of studying and, and obtaining degrees, um, what that was putting into, it was not fulfilling me. It was not mm-hmm. uh, serving me. I was creating something out of my own hand and out of my own will, what I thought God mm-hmm. wanted me to do, but I was not um, content with it. And so when I finally just decided to go back to God and say, God, what is happening? You know, I thought I was creating this dream life. I thought I was creating the thing that you wanted me to do. Um, instead, he He wanted me to pursue the thing where he transformed me the most. And that mm-hmm. was in my relationship. That was in my relationship with my husband. Uh, it was the very first time I did a Christian dating, modest dating, purity dating. Uh, we waited to kiss until we were married on our wedding How day. And so I learned everything I could about how to honor God in a dating set and in a, in a Christian relationship setting um, mm. in that in that time. And so that is where I pivoted my business. And I've been doing it ever since for 10 years. Um, I mainly have been speaking to women because I'm a woman and we're wired differently than men. But now we are entering into a season where my husband and I are going to be uh, addressing the Christian dating topics and the marriage uh topics together. And we're going to be working side by side to really help couples and to really help Christians understand how they can love by faith and how they can navigate this online dating and modern dating world with the light of Christ in their, in their center. Yeah. Amen. That's so good. And I love, I mean, even all the history that you have already helping Christian women through dating, but for you now being able to do that in partnership with your husband, I think there'll be so much value in what he can give men in that space, all about navigating dating, singleness, that whole process, even marriage but then also for both of you as a married couple, because there is such an incredible light that shines from a good godly Christian marriage because it's polar opposite to what we see in the world today. So I think that'll be, yeah, that'll be beautiful. Did you ever, when you were growing up, when you guys were dating all the early years of marriage, is this something you ever thought you would get into this space or what did that look like for you? 
Absolutely not. Um, absolutely not. It was it was very hard for me. I came from I came from a divorce background. My parents were mm-hmm. divorced by the time I was eight years old. I never really seen a healthy family unit. They were all divorced, single parent households where I grew up. My the majority of my classmates had came from single parent households, and so when I met him, uh, I was very afraid because I yeah. was afraid that it was just going to end in a divorce situation. And I, that was the one fear that I had where I did not want to happen, especially now in a Christian setting, I'm thinking, yeah. well, he's a church boy. I don't want to destroy him. I don't want to break him, you know, cause I know I'm already broken. I don't want to bring mm-hmm. him into my brokenness. And so I was really hesitant with that. Uh, not to mention all of my other relationships before him, I struggled with that fear of, I don't want to break up. I really want to make this work. And so I, I kind of went a bit on the, um, the polar opposite end where I would became desperate and dependent on these relationships because I wanted to do everything I could to number one, prove that I was worthy of being a wife. And number two, prove that I can do whatever it took to make a relationship last. And for some guys who are not serious or who just aren't in that mind space, um, that kind of repels them, if you will, and it leads to a breakup, of course. And so when I met Kyle and we started our relationship, I was afraid. I was I was living off of fear that, you know, I'm going to do something wrong all over again. And I was living off of the fear that, you know, I've never seen it done before. And I especially mm-hmm. never seen it done before in a Christian way where we, you know, we, we don't have sex before marriage or we don't live together in the same household or, you know, we, we don't pretend that we're married before we get married. I've never done it like that before. And so it was all very new to me. Um, on the other hand, my husband, he came from a very happy family unit and he yeah. was like well what's the big deal you know like it's marriage it's it, it is what it is and so i think that the two disagreeing uh viewpoints is what led us to really study and really get as much information as we could about the topic itself because mm-hmm. i needed to feel comfortable and i needed to feel secure enough to say okay i think we can do this and i think uh i think god will help us get through it so yeah. yeah, it was totally bad at first, but journey. we got over it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, even just everything that you've said so far, I've just thought, oh my gosh, that is, I know this will encourage other people, but even for me, mm-hmm. I just think everything you have said it has so been my experience, even things of past relationships, pre-coming back to faith, that unhealthy just dependency you have on the person. And, and it really just shows not doing it God's way. It it hurts you. It hurts them. It, it's just not what it should be. But also having that very real fear of of marrying a Christian, having a Christian marriage, and that's something that you know God has has really been healing me of. But but it absolutely is still something that I struggle with. That the thought of marrying a Christian man terrifies me, and I think we hold. Christian marriage or dating, you know, it it should have a place of of honor and respect. But when we have come from broken relationships or families, it it can be be hard. So I would love to know for you, what did that healing journey look like pre meeting Kyle in terms of God healing you of of that fear, and then what did it also look like as you went into that dating phase as well? Yeah, absolutely. So I met. Kyle, I didn't meet him. I saw him first. I I saw him in a church that I was going to. I actively began to go to this church on my own with no family, with no friends. I kind of just went as a stranger because I knew that God was nudging me to grow the relationship with him first. Mm. It in in one of my single seasons when i thought i was doing all the right things and i thought i was checking all the boxes to become prepared to take that next level in my life which is to pursue someone and get married i still wasn't finding anyone and i still wasn't happy and that was when i got the nudge you know maybe it's because my husband is waiting for me to get my life together you know mm. i've always told myself 
ever since I was little, I want to marry someone and we are going to have this family unit. We're going to go to church on Sunday. We are going to honor God together. And this was something that was always a dream of mine, whether I was walking with God or not. And so when I got to that stage of my life and I realized if I want a man who's going to take my future children to church, but I am not growing in a church setting, then how is that? How are, mm-hmm. how is my reality going to align with my dreams? And mm-hmm. so I started to pursue God first and I, I saw Kyle and I totally prejudged him. I looked over at the, on the other side of the church and he was sitting by himself, very in tune to what the pastor was preaching at that day. And I just, my thoughts ran away with me. I was, I was commenting on how attractive he looked. I also thought, oh, maybe he has, you know, maybe he's a single father and maybe he has children downstairs in the children's ministry and he's probably a bad guy and he's probably not a good person. And the Holy Spirit had to check me Mm. and the Holy Spirit had to say, Selena, you're not here for him. Remember, remember you're here for me. And from that moment, you know, we, this was a very small church setting. There was one service, maybe about a hundred people who were in attendance. I did not see Kyle again for another three months. We were going to the same church. We were going to the same one service. I did not see him for another three months. And as I continued to grow in the church, I was meeting women. I was attending small groups. I was getting connected to spiritual mentors in my life who could help nurture me and grow me. And I believe God removed him from my vision and from mm-hmm. my focus so that I can continue to learn more about who I wanted to become in Christ. And I mm-hmm. had to get personal with my relationship. And so as I, as Kyle was removed, my husband um, that was when I started to learn how to change my lifestyle, how to no longer go to clubs and bars on the weekends yeah. and instead read my Bible and instead stay in my room and listen to worship music and learn how to get comfortable being in a relationship with just God, not depending on anyone else, but just me and God. And I believe once mm-hmm. I felt that in my personal faith walk, that is when I was reintroduced to Kyle because I started joining ministries in the church. I became a member of the church. I started joining ministries and he happened to be in the same ministry that I was interested in, which was Mm -hmm. the children's ministry or the youth group. It was the youth group ministry. And that was when I started to meet him. And then again, I saw him, I I prejudged him again, you know, oh, he's just, he's just so different. Oh, he's so, he's so weird. Oh, he likes, he likes country music. I don't like country music. So yeah, it would never work. It would never work. But surely, slowly, but surely our friendship developed Mm -hmm. with that mindset, you know, me thinking, oh, this would never work. He would never work for me. So I began to see him as just a friend, but as the friendship grew, my -hmm. heart began to grow. And then one thing led to another, and then it slowly surely became something yeah beautiful and do you know from Carl's perspective as well do you know his kind of timeline of any healing he was going through or what God had been speaking to him about what do you know what that was like for him as well yeah so he grew up as um he grew up in a catholic setting and they were not his family was not very active in the church they would go to church but they weren't consistent uh, it wasn't a very major core part of their family home life. So when he decided to pursue God on his own and start his journey, and um, he went to the non-denominational church that we both attend today, uh, it was almost to the date. It was a year before I came. So he he came about a year ago, and he was serving God on his own. And this was him as a man saying, I need Jesus in my life. And so he got baptized before I did. He was a new member before I was, and he was plugged in um, a full year before I came. So by the time I came, he was already in ministry. He already had the small groups. He already had the mentor. And he was just kind of navigating life as a single male. Mm -hmm. Um, When I came around, we both thought the same thing. We both thought, you know, we were in the same ministry 
And it, we almost treated it like a job, like you don't date your coworker. And so mm-hmm. we didn't even pursue it. And it wasn't until our mentors told us, you know, you guys are adults. And if you feel like the Holy Spirit is leading you to, to grow this connection, you know, what are you doing? <laughs> so that's when we kind of took the action. But it wasn't until we heard from counsel and it wasn't until we we addressed it. I think one of the problems that single people have today, especially if you're trying to have Christian dating values set in place, I think a lot of the times is we are living still in that fear mindset. We're Mm -hmm. living in this place where we don't know what to do and we're afraid to mess up. And we think that because we slap that Christian dating title onto this situation, we think everything has to be perfect. And if Mm -hmm. not, then we're going to dishonor God. When really it's not the case in the book of Genesis, um, chapter two twenty five. that is when Adam and Eve are married and they're stand before each other and they're naked and they're unashamed. Mm. And that is the goal. The goal is to be completely naked in the sense that you are who you are. You are, you're secure mm. in who you are. You're secure in your relationship with God and you're unashamed to share your fears. You're unashamed to communicate your thoughts, Mm -hmm. your interests, your desires. I think it's that fear of, oh, I don't know what to do, or I don't know what to say, or I don't know how to express myself. And I don't know how to, you know, expose myself to, to develop a deeper relationship. I think that's the thing that really holds us back. And once you can learn how to do that first in yourself and then with someone else, then that is what creates the foundation of a really valuable Christian relationship that can, you could probably see as a long lasting thing. Mm. What do you think it is that can cause that fear that we have? And do you have any practical steps? I suppose for starting to work through that once you identify that this is a problem, how do you actually start going through and, and healing working from that? So the first part of it, why do you think that is, or why do you think people do that? I believe it's the world. It's, you know, mm-hmm. relationships, that topic is probably the the number two most popular topic discussed in the world besides health and wellness. And it's everywhere. It's in the movies that we watch, the books that we read, the songs that we hear on the radio. Everywhere you go, we are talking about love. And of course, God is love. God created love. And we see that love come out on display through Adam, through Eve, through God, that whole triune relationship before the fall. But now because of the fall, because we have sinned and and the world is what it is, it's a broken and damaged world. Now they have taken that concept of love and they twisted it and they stretched it to now, oh, it has Mm -hmm. to be about physical love or it has to be all about pleasure or it has to be, you know, because love is so strong, so is the pain that comes from love. You know, so everybody Mm -hmm. thinks love is painful. Love is hurtful. We experience these really hard breakups because our feelings are so strongly attached to the other person. Mm -hmm. You know, Taylor Swift has all these albums about breakups and, 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 and hurt and pain that comes from a broken kind of love. And so I think our world has just been conditioned to view love as being very strong and forceful, but also very dangerous. And so people tread very lightly with that or um, they mistreat it because they are taking it from the world's point of view versus God's love and how we should be approaching God's love and how we should be sharing God's Mm -hmm. love and receiving it for ourselves and for other people. So what are the practical ways to, you know, kind of get past that modern love standpoint? How do we look past that? I believe the best way to do it is to go to the source. You know, God shows us how to love. He shows us what to do to display his love through Jesus and through Jesus's ministry, you know, in the New Testament. He ex- He shows us the, the persistent never ending, unconditional, no terms or strings attached kind of love Mm -hmm. in the Old Testament when God is constantly, you know, reaching out for his people and wanting to Mm -hmm. save his people and seeing his people stray away and seeing the heartbrokenness of 
what his people do to him. But yet he still says, it doesn't matter. I still have a plan for you. I still want you. Just come back. Just come back. We can make this right. And so you really have to get close to who God is and what his love looks like without the sin, without the fall, and really understand like, Mm -hmm. oh, this is what love is, and this is how I can receive it. This is how I can give it away. Once you Mm -hmm. understand that, then it's easier to see it displayed in relationship settings because now Mm -hmm. you're dating someone and you're dating someone in these modern times But now you understand, okay, is this conditional love or is this unconditional love? Am I willing to forgive him or am I willing to talk about this? Am I willing to be unashamed with this person? What's stopping Mm -hmm. me? What's holding me back? What conversations can I have with this person to make us stronger? You know, that would make us feel like we can be ourselves, like we can be totally free in a relationship setting. Or do I feel like I can't be free, you know? Those types of questions and that kind of mindset is going to really show you what person is meant to be with you to build a firm foundation that you could then establish a legacy with. Mm. I think one thing that I really love as well, and I guess one of the big differences between Christian dating and marriage and then dating and and marriage in the world is that when you have two spirit-filled believers who like you said are going straight to the source we will have we will have our relationship with God and the Holy Spirit to guide us and to teach us and to show us areas of of our own lives maybe where we need to fix things up or or in the way that we're we're dating or we're married he'll always be able to come in and and guide and teach us and correct us and I think when, well, I mean, certainly I know for me, when I look back at dating in the world, you're just in shambles. You don't know, you don't know what you're looking for. You don't know how to communicate. You don't know how to resolve conflict. It's just all the the morals and everything is so, so out of line. And I, I think, or I, I hope at least for me as well, and you might be able to speak on this too, I think there's a lot of healing that we can have from God and going to the source prior to meeting someone but I also think we're we're never going to be completely healed and completely perfect before that. But I love that there's probably going to be a real time of healing when you meet the person that God has for you. And and I think they can really be a part of that, that healing and that growing journey with you. And you can sharpen each other. You encourage each other. But I I guess I would love to know from your perspective too or, or what you found out. Do you, do you think that there can be a lot of healing when it is meeting and dating God's way, the person that he has for you? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Again, I, I would like to remind everyone, I was a train wreck when I came into church and I, and I met Kyle and I, I just thought everything that I did or everything that I said would result in him walking away. You know, I, there were times when I even self-sabotaged myself because I was like, I'm just going to test to see if he, you know, full disclosure, this is who I am. Are you sure you want to continue pursuing me? Because that is what I had. It was not until the year 2020. Now I, we got married in 2013. It was not until the year 2020 that I decided I needed to go to counseling. I needed to get counseling mm-hmm. because I had a lot of anxiety issues. There was a lot of uh, underlying anger issues from my past, from my childhood experiences. There was trauma that I never knew I needed to deal with until I went to counseling and realized and was acknowledged that there was stuff there in my past and in my childhood that really shaped some triggers in my life. So from 2013 to 20, for seven years, you know, I was dealing with triggers that I didn't know about, that I didn't know how to handle or address. And so of course, Mm -hmm. as a human, that led to me overreacting or reacting in a way that wasn't, Mm -hmm. you know, always Christian, that wasn't always kind and full of grace. But I will say, and, and that's just my personal time. We're not even talking about, you know, what happens outside of marriage. We're not talking about, you know, infertility or death Mm -hmm. of a family member or loss of friendships or financial struggles. You know, we're not talking about if you have children and then you go through how to reconnect and, and stay physically attracted to each other or physically connected to each other after all that. 
we're not talking about any of that. We're just talking about me and my issues that I had and my husband having to deal with it. And here's the thing is that whether you're a Christian or not, life is going to come at you and life will try to put its imprint on you and try to stop you from pursuing God. But because you both have that foundation and because you both know that you depend on God because your your husband or your wife will never fully be everything that you need them to be. You have to go to God to fill in the gaps because we had God as our foundation. That was who we always went to. So whenever mm-hmm. there was a struggle, instead of us having a fight or, you know, I was reacting in a way that because of a trigger or something that happened to me, um, Instead of my husband walking away or being angry or saying, you're crazy and just, you know, we end the relationship or we we further dent the relationship. Instead of that, we went back to God. We prayed. We fasted. We um, talked about it and we reassured each other that we will get through this together because God brought us together. And so we're going to go back to God and, and ask him, what should we do and how should we figure this out? There were many days in the early years of my marriage where I just was so upset and angry for whatever reason, you know, nothing serious, but I was so upset and angry and God would stop me in that moment. And he would say, turn around and go back and apologize for how you're acting, not for how you're feeling, but for how you're acting. And so by having that sensitivity to know when the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and nudging you and counseling you, you both can then use that as your anchor to then become better and to turn back to each other and then to communicate to each other and expose each other and love each other, always choosing love. It was very hard for me to choose love instead of anger or to choose love instead of frustration. And it's that grounding point that that foundation that love is like i know i can get through this together with you with my husband if we continuously look back to god if we continuously pray to god there were some points in our marriage that were so hard that we didn't know what to say to each other and the only answer we did have was we're gonna wake up at 5 a.m and we're just gonna pray and we don't know how long we're gonna keep doing this And we don't know what exactly we're praying for, but we know that God has all the answers. And so we're just going to wake up. We're going to stretch ourselves and we're going to wake up a little earlier before kids. And we're just going to pray. And it, that got us through it. That got us through those heavy seasons to the point where we now do it outside of a crisis mode because it is Mm -hmm. so fulfilling to us and it strengthens us and it helps our marriage. And it's just the ripple effect that goes out into all the other relationships in our life. I think that's so beautiful. And even one of the things I guess I love about Christian marriage and, and also to an extent that dating phase is when you have two people and they're both looking towards Jesus, that is where you will grow so much stronger. And as you both seek him, you and your marriage and your relationship will go closer. Whereas when you don't have Jesus at the center as a foundation, if you're just looking towards each other, it, it's never yeah. going to have that same fulfillment and 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 guidance or, or direction that pursuing Jesus has. So I love that as Christians, that can be something that in marriage you can press into, but in dating, you can also press into, and in singleness, you can prepare for and just be excited for as well. Just the the difference of being able to to date and eventually be married to a godly man is kind of blows my mind. It's beautiful and exciting and and scary in some cases as as well. I think sometimes when we do have a lot of those past the past hurts and and traumas, like you said as scary as it can be, we really do need to go, okay, God, it's, it's time to, to actually, for me to press in for you to heal me of, of these things. And that's a real journey that he's taken me on, which I've been so grateful for. I've, I've known that I've got all of these issues or these, these fear about, about dating and marrying a Christian man. And for me, it's been going, I know this is a problem. 
Jesus, I, I want to work through it with you because I know that you are perfect. You will never let me down. I can trust you because the man that we will marry, as incredible as he might be, some days there will be days where they let us down or we're upset and we just know that, I guess for me, when we can rely on Jesus and trust him and heal through and, and with him, that that can prepare us for, for the man ultimately that God has for us as well. But yeah, no, that's, um, yeah, that's it's amazing. Almost, it, it's almost like it, it's almost like it's easier to have that foundation with Christ before going into a relationship because yeah. you're going to be so secure. The goal is to be so secure in who you are in Christ that when you enter into a relationship, you're going to no longer feel like, what did I do wrong or what's wrong with me? Because you're going to either know or you're going to not know. So um, uh, to explain what I'm saying, um, again, I would I would just be angry. There would I would have tam- temper tantrums. I would be a brat mm-hmm. in my early stages of marriage. And it just got to a point where my husband said, you know what, Selena, I know that I did nothing wrong. I know that this is something that you're dealing with. And so I'm going to walk away and I'm going to leave you deal with it. And my mouth just dropped. And I was like, what do you, what, get back here. What are you talking about? And he was like, I did nothing wrong. And it was that security of knowing that this has nothing to do with me. And he went to God and he said, I asked God, like, is there something I need to say or do? And I had a piece that this is not about me. You know, he had a security because he had a connection with God and he knew who he was in God. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like a cheat code because without that, you would constantly question Mm -hmm. yourself and you would constantly try to, well, let me make the situation right. And if I had a fight with my boyfriend, well, what's Mm -hmm. wrong? What did I do? And you're walking Mm -hmm. on eggshells because you don't have that security and you don't know what to do, you know? And so once you have it in God, you, you pursuing God and you're like, God, do I, do I need to check myself? Do I need to ask for forgiveness? Okay. Do, do I need to correct my behavior? Or is this something that has nothing to do with me? And so therefore, I'm totally secure with just continuing being who I am and giving them the grace that they need mm-hmm. to figure this out with you. You know, without that, without that, without having that kind of relationship with God in yourself first, you're never, you're, you're constantly always going to think it's the other person or it's my fault. And so Mm -hmm. by blaming each other and shaming one another, you know, that is what causes the friction Mm -hmm. in relationships that doesn't create that peace that doesn't create Mm -hmm. that wholeness. And so it will always kind of remain flawed in that relationship setting. Yeah, that's good. And I think it just shows, even with what we're talking about, about making sure that we ultimately have that relationship with God, that that we're growing in our walk with him, that we're in the word, yeah. we're, we're praying, we're fasting, and we're in tune with the Holy Spirit. But then also how incredibly important it is to make sure that the person you're dating or the person that you're marrying is also doing those same things. And I would love to know from you, are there, are there key attributes or characteristics that you is I mean especially as a woman looking at a potential husband or, or or boyfriend what what should you be looking for that they have to to I suppose qualify them that this may be something that you can continue to move forward with and and what could potentially be red flags that you see that's like oh this is either not of god or, or time just to put a, a halt on this for now yeah so I currently have uh, two online memberships for single women. The first one is the Single by Faith Discipleship. It helps with mindset, getting in position, getting in a heart position to surrender your singleness to God. The second one is a Single by Faith Society where I'm practically helping women learn how to prepare for that next stage in their in their love life. And in that membership, I have what is called how to find your high quality husband workbook. 
Okay. And the workbook is all about how can I find or what are the signs that I need to see in a gentleman to know whether or not he's worth pursuing, to know whether or not I should engage in a relationship with them. And there are three things that you need to look for. Off the top of my head, I can't remember the three things, but I do know that you want a man who is running after God, right? So you have to look at how are they pursuing God? Okay. Are they, are you seeing them worship? Are you seeing them pray? Are you seeing them read their Bible or are they only looking important in the church? Are they only being actively in ministry and, you know, being a leader in the ministry? Like, are you seeing what they're doing or are you seeing them in their worship stance, you know, and which of the two are, or do you need both? You know, some women, They don't want to be, they just want somebody who goes to church on Sunday and that's fine. You just have to know what you want. And then there are other women who are like, no, I want a man who's chasing after God, who is fearful Mm -hmm. of God. Then look at their prayer stance. Look at their worship stance. Don't just see them running around the church, you know, being important, but also look at where their heart is and is their heart on display for the Lord. Okay. So you want to see where they're at with their relation with God. And you want to see how that aligns with your relationship with God. Okay. And does it match up? The other thing you want to see is their drive. Okay. Is there a man who is driven? Is he driven in his career? Is he driven to become a better person in personal development in his spiritual walk? Or do you see someone who's just just tell me what to do and I'll do it? Do you con- do you have to drive them? Because ultimately mm-hmm. You, you might want to have a man who's going to be a leader because, you know, according to the Bible, we submit, he's the leader, he's the head, we, we're the helper. And so, and, and that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day, but you want to see somebody who is at least taking the leadership in himself before he can do it in someone else and in a family setting. And so is he driven? Is he mindful of what he's doing? Is he take, is, does he have goals and lines, everything sets up in place. And by doing that, you know, you're not setting a specific standard of, oh, he has to have a college education or, oh, he has to have a job making six figures, but you're seeing his heart Mm -hmm. and you're seeing his character in that. And you're going to see over time, you know, how does that play out? And will that align with what you want? The third thing it's, it's, I'm loose. I'm drawing a blank on what the third thing is, but I will say that for a man and his character, you want to be able to take what you learned in the past, all the red flags that you did not see, or you ignored in the past, keep that in the forefront of your mind because God does not have waste. He does everything that we have gone through, he will use. So if there was a really bad experience that you had in your love life in the past, God is going to use that. So take that experience and say, this is what I felt. And this is what I went through. And this is who this person was. So what are the, what were the good parts of it? Right. And what were the bad parts of it? And how can I now see that in the next person? You're not Mm going to compare him with your old, with your ex. You're not going to say, oh, well, he does this. My ex did that. But what you're going to say is he has this quality about him. And that's something that I lacked in the Mm -hmm. other experience that I had, or he doesn't have this. And that's probably a good thing. Or the way I feel in this particular setting is different from my past experience in a good way or in a bad way. And so you really just want to take what you had, take what, take the lessons that you have and be able to really uh, analyze them in that Mm -hmm. present setting. When you do meet someone new, Um, somebody's heart is always going to show through their action And as the longer that you spend time with somebody that you meet, the more dates that you go on, the more conversations that you have, if you're being mindful 
about what you learned in the past and you don't lead with your heart and like, oh, I'm attracted to this person or finally somebody's noticing me or this could be it. He could be the one, you know, if we just remove that infatuation from our focus and instead take what God has given us, like God gave us this experience for this reason. He gave us these lessons for this reason. And then you start to say, okay, well, does this line up? Does this match? Is he driven? Is he chasing God in his, is his posture correct? You know, then that will help you kind of filter out who's serious, who's not serious, who's playing games, who's actually pursuing, who's courting, who has an intention to take an interest in me. And you go from there. There's a lot of other steps, but that's the logist of it. Yeah, it's a. I think it's a really good way to have a very calculated and uh, spirit-led <laughs> approach to oh. dating. Whereas you're absolutely right. I think previously, you know, you've even it's like, oh, you go on one or two dates, and as long as they're nice enough, yep, great boyfriend girlfriend. Not really sure where it's going to go in the future, but doesn't matter because it's just for now. But I think when you are looking at Christian dating, there's so much more, so much more weight and in and importance to it really and and sometimes I think it can be easy to go oh you know you get coffee with them once now probably have to marry them it it can that can be a hard mindset to to get out of but just to go no it's okay to really take your time and and go what what am I looking for what attributes and what qualities do I see in them like to take the pressure out of it sometimes just to go if this is the person that I'm going to spend the rest of my life with how important is it to really drill down where am I at in my walk? Where are they at? Are we are we equally yoked in the sense of, like you said, our attendance at church in in ministry? What do we both feel God is calling us to? Can you fast together? Can you pray for each other? And really taking the time to to take a good a good look at that, and of course be be prayerful as well about what that looks like. Yeah, but I suppose um, if oh yeah yeah go for it. I, I was gonna. I was going to add and say to your point, you know, um, how you mentioned going to coffee and then automatically is this person going to be the one I marry? You know, I think a lot of people think that way. A lot of people are so into the future that they forget to just be in the present. So true. And it's not going to happen overnight. You know, it's, it's God is going to reveal it in the right season. You know, we Mm. plant the seeds and in due time we will reap the harvest. And so you have to just take it one day at a time. You have to just give to God and, and have faith in God with where mm-hmm. where he has you today. If it's just a coffee date with a conversation with a gentleman you just met and you thought he was interesting, then let it be that. We don't have to think about our children's names. We don't have to think about does his last name sound good with your last name or your first name? You know, we don't we don't have to think that far. Because yeah. God is going to, God is going to mold your heart to then pursue it when the timing mm-hmm. is right. He will start to nudge. If this is the right person, he will nudge you, start preparing your heart because yeah. this is going to happen. He will inform you. The Holy Spirit will inform you. If you, if you allow them to, he will inform you, you know, start preparing your heart because you're going to enter into a serious relationship. Start preparing your heart because you're going to become a wife. Start preparing your heart because things are going to pick up. But for now, he's given us this manna, right? The manna is in the form of a Starbucks coffee date. Just take that and Mm -hmm. enjoy yourself and be yourself. And yes, be mindful of the, the flags, right? And yes, be mindful of, you know, how's this person's character and do I feel comfortable with him? You always want to put yourself in the setting of, can I see myself with this person long-term? Okay, let's keep going because seasons change, circumstances change, experience change. So you're trying to see the longevity of who is this person and who is his heart in that time that changes and in those seasons that change. And then as you do that and you continue to trust God, day by day, then God will nudge you in the direction that you should go in. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. So much to think over, even Mm. for me as well. And you're right. It it can be hard to navigate, especially that initial 
kind of a season of, of starting to date someone. And yes, you, you want to consider the long term, but you do also, it, like you said, it's so important to just be present, to take some of the pressure off and, and to know that it's okay to get to know someone over coffee, whether you, like you did with Carl, you develop that friendship first. I think it's really beautiful and important to have that kind of less pressure time and space to, to grow in your your friendship and your relationship with God and, and as he reveals it to then move into that, that dating or that courting season if if he calls you to and if not, that's okay. You know, protect your heart, protect their heart yes. and ultimately just trust that, that God has someone for you and that God also has someone for that other person. And if it's not you, do not get caught up on it to know that marriage is short of following Jesus, the most important decision you will ever make. So take your time but also enjoy the process too because I think if we're so stressed about it, enjoy meeting, dating, the engagement, and then the marriage season with the person that you'll spend the rest of your life with. It's It should be fun and enjoyable and a, a real God-honouring process as well. So, yeah. Are there any last bits of advice or anything that you would give to people who are kind of moving into that that dating phase as a Christian? Yes, I will say if you are moving into that stage as a Christian, there are a lot of emotions. You know, emotions are very high because you're infatuated and you're interested and it's butterflies in the stomach and it's exciting and you're hopeful. But I want you to be very mindful do not put your hope on a man, put your hope mm-hmm. on God. And you have to be, don't ignore the Holy Spirit during this time frame because while everything does still seem really good and it's moving in a direction and you're finally getting out of this waiting season and you're finally, you know, you start to see things moving, the move and the shift is not what you should depend on because mm-hmm. it it could be, it could be a trap or it could be a trick or it could be Mm. something that's not, you know, and so stay very present and stay Mm. very tuned to what the Holy Spirit wants to show you. Um, A lot of the times people don't know, should they go? Should they not? Should they stay? My advice to you is you move in the direction that brings you peace, Mm. move in the direction that brings you peace. If you are feeling peace to pursue then keep going. If you are feeling hesitant and nervous and there's some kind of conviction, stop and listen to that and take heed of that. Um, mm-hmm. I, When I started dating Kyle in the very first stages of it, I fasted for three weeks because I was afraid. I didn't know what to do. And I kept saying, God, close the doors that need to be closed. Open the doors that will be open. And sure enough, in the fasting time, God continuously uh, created opportunities for Kyle and I to just be by ourselves. You know, we would have ministry meetings and everybody would cancel or not show up and it would just be me and him. Or, you know, we would be at church, you know, serving in some capacity. And then before we know it, everybody was gone. It was just me and him. And I would get upset with God. I was like, God, why does this keep happening? Like, I don't want to make the wrong move. I don't want to, you know, displease you. I don't want to be tempted with this man, then it suddenly dawned on me like, oh, you're opening the doors (laughs) instead of close. I was expecting the doors to close. And so I kept praying for that, but he was actually opening the doors, you know, but I didn't know that until I prayed to God. And so I just say, keep your foundation strong, stay focused on the day that you have, the, the, the manna that God has given you in that day. And don't allow the excitement and the fears. Remember, there's still fears around you. Don't allow that stuff to cloud your judgment and your focus on your faith because God will steer you in the direction if you ask for it and if you allow him to lead you in it. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, thank you so much for all of your incredible insight. And if you're happy to, I would absolutely love for you just to pray for anyone listening, whether they're in that singleness, dating, married phase, but if you could just lift them up in prayer to close this off, that would be such a blessing. Absolutely. Um, Thank you so much for that opportunity. So let's go ahead and just bow our heads and heavenly father, we thank you for 
bringing us together in this online space to not only hear from each other and grow and stay connected through each other, but also to redirect our sights and our heart and our posture back to you. Lord, we are trusting in you that you know all things, that you have our best interests at heart. We are trusting in you that you are going to create something out of the desires of our heart and that you are going to reveal to us um our prayers, uh, whether that's getting out of a single stage or finding a relationship worth growing and, and pursuing, or whether that's just taking the existing relationship that we have and making it stronger and strengthening it, Lord. We just trust in you. We pray that whatever needs to be revealed to us, whether it's mentally, spiritually, emotionally, that you would help us, that you would guide us, that you would keep us, um, mindful of your Holy Spirit. Father, we just want to put all of our trust in you. We want to be able to learn what that looks and feels like so that whenever we step up, uh, step into a love life situation, whenever we meet someone new, we know that we can turn to you to ask questions and you will be there. We know that we can lean on you when it gets hard or gets scary and you will be there. We know that uh, if we have questions, if there's confusion, you will be there, Father God. We know that if there's a person there, you would guide us into that confirming uh, space where we can pursue that. Lord, we just want to get to know you better. So help us in this season know how we can do that so that as we move forward in our love life, you will be there and we will know it and we will sense it and we will feel it and we will lean into that. So we lift all this up to you. We thank you again for this podcast and this topic And we just give you the glory at the end and in all days. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, I know you have many more books and resources, social media channels. So can you tell me a bit about where people can find you as well? Yes. So I hang out a lot on YouTube and on Instagram. You can find me with my name, Selena Almodovar. I am doing something new if you are in an early relationship stage or if you are in a relationship you're currently dating, and that is the upcoming podcast that my husband and I are going to be working on. It's going to be called Love by Faith. Make sure you catch it. It's going to be launching. Yeah, it's going to be launching uh, in November. So if you're in that couple dating space, this is going to be a great podcast for you to hear, not just me, but a male's point of view with my husband Mm -hmm. involved. So Love by Faith will be coming to you at all podcast channels uh, and you can look for us there as well. Yeah, amazing. So good. Well, I'll have all that linked below for everyone as well. But again, thank you so much for your time coming on today. I know I was encouraged and and this will kickstart such a a great topic and series of of all about dating and, and how to do it and approach it as a Christian. But thank you everyone for tuning into another episode of the Hulu podcast. My hope and prayer is that I'll always be able to point you to Jesus and that you'll leave feeling encouraged, equipped, inspired and ready to go out and be salt and light in this world. So God bless you all. Thanks so much again for coming on, Selena, and I'll see you all next time.